You're listening to Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Let's find out what's happening out in the world. Shelly is here with current events. Yep, and coming up, no House Speaker yet. So is it still gray smoke? Is that how they do it? Not the white smoke yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Jeremy Renner <laughs> shared a picture, and they're calling it Kraken. I'll tell you what that's about. It's Kraken! all brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More, your ultimate cannabis culture shopping experience. Ask about their loyalty program at four locations. Pitbull Tobacco and More, four locals, by locals. So here's where we're going to start today. The laptop. We got more info on it. A state delegate put out a press release earlier this week claiming that she is in possession of a laptop that she says belonged to the Virginia Beach mass shooter at the Municipal Center in 2019. A Virginia Beach spokesperson, a police spokesperson, responded to those claims yesterday requesting that the laptop be turned over for a complete investigation. All right, so, so now we verify. have a request. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And according to WTKR.com, a Virginia Beach mass shooting commission says that they have several questions after delegate Kelly Fowler claimed that she became in possession of this laptop. The quote is, I find it puzzling that three and a half years later this is surfacing. The question is how thorough was the Virginia Beach police search or the FBI search if the laptop was not there when they searched for it? Was it there? Who had taken it? Did someone put it back? News 3 said that the statement from Virginia Beach police said neither the FBI nor the Virginia Beach Police Department located or seized a personal laptop computer belonging to the shooter. Neither agency is aware of the existence of a personal laptop or desktop computer belonging to the shooter. But to be clear, the commission says they have no reason to doubt Fowler on this if she's claiming that she's got this laptop. Now, in an interview with 10 on your side, Fowler said she got the laptop from the sister of one of the victims. That sister was in the mass shooter's condo cleaning items out when someone with her discovered the laptop. The sister was in the condo after filing a in civil court against the estate of the shooter and winning. So there was a court order for the property and the property was transferred. And according to wavy.com, court paperwork, including the wrongful death lawsuit for over $2 million, the deeds all back that up. The family of one of the victims now owns the mass shooter's condo where this laptop was allegedly found. And also the this this person that said that they actually found it, the sister, used to be a city employee at some point. So there's a kind of a, a chain of uh, events, but it's curious to me that that person ends up cleaning out the place. Yeah, well, there's been no con- official confirmation yeah. by any experts or law enforcement agencies as to who owned this laptop, whether the files found on it originated on the laptop or were added sometime afterwards. Well, there's a lot of things that they'll have to test. Yeah, they need yeah. to look into it. So the commission has requested to sure. see the laptop and police have requested it, but Fowler's like, no. Her quote to wavy.com was, where does it go next? And I think it's going to have to be some type of authority over Virginia Beach that can do it. So it might be the state police. I think it's just a question I need to have for my attorney. She told 13 News Now, the last thing I want to do and I will do is give it, unless I'm forced to by law, give it to those that missed it for whatever reason. Fowler is an open critic of Virginia Beach's city government. Her husband is actually in the midst of a wrongful termination lawsuit against the Virginia Beach Sheriff's Office, claiming sheriff the sheriff didn't renew his contract because of Fowler's political views. I see. So there's a bit of so there's city a little, drama there. A little drama. There yeah. Is it Portsmouth-like at this point? Well, speaking of Portsmouth, uh, they voted to fire the city manager. Yeah, this is still happening. Yeah. Yesterday, Portsmouth City Council voted to fire Tanya Chapman just six months into her role as city manager. Here's the kicker there. Her contract guarantees $400,000 as severance. 
13 News now wow. looking to see if she would get that. They wow. report that the contract was terminated, though, for cause. And the contract does stipulate City Council has broad authority to terminate the agreement for cause for any specified reason, including but not limited to conviction of a crime or conduct in, injurious to the city, a material breach of responsibilities, and or willfully engaging in conduct, which is dem- demonstrated injuriously to the city, monetarily or otherwise, other lawyers speak, blah, blah, blah. You ruin the reputation of the city on the way out. You don't get your money. Exactly. Now, to be clear, and I know you were going to have this question, they are not saying why Chapman was fired here. Oh. 13 oh. News did point out, though, that the city has paid more than 414000 in severance pay to five former employees since 2019, and Chapman was one of those employees. She got 22307 in severance when she left her uh, post as Portsmouth Police Chief. Wow. Yeah. What the drama, man. The uh, the city paid 103000 in severance to Angel Jones, the city manager fired before Chapman. And then there's still no city manager, right? Well, now, I mean, yeah, yeah, now yeah. Chapman's now out the again. The search begins so. again. Yeah, exactly. As soon as we figure out if we owe, but they say they don't owe. Well, well that's going to yeah. be a court case. Yeah. You know well, that. Well, For $400,000, there's any number of attorneys that will line up to help her with that because they get a third. Especially when no reason for the firing was given. It wasn't immediately clear right? as how 13 News now points. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if they have a broad cause clause. Yeah. You know, say that again. Uh, cause clause, <laughs> things that are injurious to the city. Yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever that is, <laughs> I don't know. You raised your voice; it was injurious to the city. Yes, yeah, that's it. you're done here. Kind of make that anything. Get out at this point. Yeah. Well, elsewhere in political chaos, and that's the word people are using to describe the House Speaker situation after yesterday's vote. For the first time in 100 years, the House adjourned without a speaker. The 118th U.S. Congress to be sworn in, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. failed to secure the votes. He needs 218 votes in the full House. He got 203 votes in two rounds, which was less than Democrat Hakeem Jeffries in the GOP-controlled chamber, uh, less than Republican uh, Representative. Jim Jordan, who doesn't even want the job. Uh, McCarthy fared even worse in round three. He lost 20 Republican colleague votes. He did point out that he's got Trump support and he wants Trump to stay in it. He said there's no scenario where McCarthy's going to drop his bid yesterday at the end. The question is on the motion. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed, no. The ayes have it. The motion is adopted. The House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. Yep, they left well, was without a, a speaker. To, to adjourn. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They left without a speaker. The House cannot fully form, swearing in its members, naming its committee chairman, engaging in floor proceedings, launching investigations of the Biden administration, and so forth. Oh, yeah. Uh, until Speaking they have a speaker. <laughs> now, as the day began, the outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi did gavel uh, closing the last session. A speaker's contest last went into multiple rounds in 1923. So, you know, exactly 100, 100 years. years. Yeah. House agreed to return today at noon, as you heard in that clip, to try again. Wow. And uh, and how long have they known they had control? When when was the House decided? That was decided early on. The Senate went yeah. to a runoff. Yeah, but I mean, they but even the House, had... House was pretty much decided in November. Even that, though, you've had like yeah. a month in the Senate. But Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you've had that much time to, behind the scenes, figure out who the leadership is going to be. <laughs> And and it's come to this. And they couldn't right? wrangle enough boats. Yep. Right. And yep. so the minority leader gets all of his people behind him and ends up with more votes yeah. than the guy 
who would have been ostensibly in charge of the majority. Yeah, crazy, right? Good, sounds great. Yeah. That's really great. Awesome. And a bit of a mess. Yes, freaking awesome. A bit of a mess there. Uh, well, yesterday, Jen Kickens had her first day at the Capitol. The election to fill her old state district seat is on Tuesday. Uh, and one person that is running spoke yesterday, retired NFL player Aaron Rouse. Now, he talked to News 3 yesterday, not about politics, but about the Buffalo Bills player, Damar Hamlin, who oh, collapsed man. during the game on Monday. Man. The latest updates on him, by the way, he suffered from cardiac arrest after the hit. He remains in critical condition at the hospital. His uncle did say he's showing signs of improvement. Rouso told WTKR, watching that last night, I sat up and your heart immediately goes out to DeMar and you just watch him and want him to get up. You just want him to get up and be okay. It was hard to watch. DeMar's uncle said to Fox News, they posted this about 10 hours ago, that DeMar is showing signs of improvement. He is still sedated and intubated in the ICU. The world's showing support, donating to his charity. DeMar wanted to raise $2,500 online to buy toys for needy kids. He had a GoFundMe. Uh, he posted it about two years ago. Well, thousands of people stepped up, found that GoFundMe page, and the result was about $5.5 million donated. Yeah, it's crazy. It was 3.1 when we came on the air yesterday. Yeah, in the first 24 hours after his injury, that number climbing, that according to the Associated Press. Now, we did get an update on Jeremy Renner as well, who was injured in that snow plowing accident. He uh, posted a picture from his hospital bed yesterday along with the caption, Thank you all for your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. Law enforcement officials did give an update. At this point in the investigation, we do not believe Mr. Renner was impaired at all, and we believe this is a tragic accident. The Washoe County Sheriff's Office is in possession of his piston bully, and we are analyzing it to rule out any potential mechanical failure of why it may have started. Okay, why it may have uh, started. Uh, is what he went to say there. Yeah. It started while he was not prepared. That piston bully, by the way, Jeremy was operating a 14,000-pound snow groomer called a piston bully. He was helping a family member whose car had gotten stuck on his private road. After getting the car unstuck, Jeremy hopped out of the snow groomer thinking that it was in park, but it started mm-hmm. and rolled right over him. He tried to jump back into it. He fell. He got run over. Neighbors brought towels and rendered first aid until oh, help could Lord. arrive. There was not a doctor present, as previous reports had claimed. It's not clear if a mechanical issue caused the accident or if Jeremy had failed to put the machine in park before jumping out. Isn't that interesting, though, that there this this wrinkle that was in everybody's version of yesterday's story, that the neighboring doctor yeah. ran next door and put a tourniquet on him, yeah. is complete BS. Yeah. Where's that coming from? How does that get out? Yeah. Well, who, who, who thinks this, you know? Yeah. It's like, wow. How you just invented a fact, or or what leads you to believe this? And then everybody quotes that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. You see how things <laughs> they call him Doc. That's why we. Yeah, exactly. We talked about this before. First version events of things are usually wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the nature of the beast. Until you've spoken to everybody around it. In fact, in the first version, we don't even have the family member with the stuck car. No, no, we this have this Jeremy. guy in his snowplow. Yep. By the way, I don't know if you have you seen the vehicle. There's video of it. Yeah, yeah, of him operating it. Okay, yeah, of him in the thing. Right. It's humongous. Yeah, well, fourteen thousand oh pounds. It's got tracks on it that have to be two and a half feet wide. You know, like tank treads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord, I can't imagine. And I, it's all snowy. I certainly can see he's panicked. Yeah, the thing's taken up. It's probably going to crush his brother's car or whatever. Right, it is. goes to jump in it. All you got to do is hit one of those treads. Ooh, ooh, wait. 
Yeah. And he had a, a severe chest injuries yeah. and his legs are messed up and he's already had two surgeries. And yeah. wow. Poor but guy. I mean, the good news yeah. is that he was posting from he, he was a, posting. He had a smirk on his face. Yeah. I saw the pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder, is that a smirk or is that just oh. his face? Is that post plow? <laughs> no, that's just, trauma. I mean, that's just how he yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. it's kind of his look. Yeah. Uh, well, elsewhere from the hospital, as the numbers are climbing again, climbing again post holidays from COVID, we have over a thousand a thousand people in the hospital in Virginia again for the first time since February of last year due to COVID. Yeah, we're going to win this year. Part of this is the new strain. There are two of them that they're watching right now. Two two new COVID strains: mm-hmm. the XBB, which makes up about eight point eight percent of cases in Virginia, and then there's the BQ, which makes up about fifty percent of cases in Virginia. Yeah, and that is the one. That they have nicknamed Kraken. Kraken! Global News says that the newest strain of coronavirus has been nicknamed the Kraken. The uh, subvariant now makes up 40% of cases in the United States. Not much is known about it. The Vancouver Times says to infect us, the virus needs to connect to our cells, and Kraken has a way of binding that is particularly tight. It's a much stronger bind, meaning it's harder to get rid of. People yeah. who don't have good antibodies or didn't vaccinate again after their first vaccine are more prone to getting sick. That's what we know about this Kraken at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and that a lot of the uh, treatments don't work on it. Yeah, yeah, some of those, uh, some of the yeah. uh, the antibody treatments and that Yikes. kind of stuff, ineffective. But the antiviral stuff is effective. Okay. Yeah. However, uh, isn't China having a resurgence right now? Yes. To the point where we've restricted travel from China again. This is yeah. this is the one that's going around. This is the the, the headline on the uh, Vancouver Times was this yeah. is hitting Canada and China. Mm-hmm. So I was like, those are two. So they're Not testing it against the new vaccines, and they don't have a they don't have a, a result yet. Wow. Yeah. As to because oh, it's an Omicron subvariant. Yes. We go under Omicron for this one. So it's you know your 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 worst case is that um, you you're going to have less protection. The whole point of it is to keep you out of the hospital. Yes. That's oh, let's just keep you from dying. If we can do that, or keep you off a respirator or ventilator, whatever it happens to be, right? And apparently there is some effect there, but it's not. They haven't studied it long enough. They just don't. They can't give you an answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But they still say best practice: get the latest vaccine. Yeah. Well. Beats the old ones. <laughs> the old ones definitely are are not going to work as well. Well, I mean, it's like the flu vaccine. Right? Yeah, right. It's every yeah. year. Right. It changes. Well, last year's every three flu months. isn't really helping. Yeah, every yeah. three months, it's really that's really it's true. Really becoming that. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, this article ended with because Kraken is relatively new. It's evolved more quickly than older variants, and uh, we're in the studying it. There we are. Into it. Don't the bivalent vaccines. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, all right, finally, this Louisiana. This is just a one-liner. I'm just regurgitating what I saw in the overnight news. I'm sure, just you. yeah, that's that's what what we do. Uh, Louisiana passed a bill last year to make porn sites check IDs to verify users are over eighteen. If they don't do it, parents can now sue. Well. That's interesting. Do we want the government making us check in to uh, oversee what we do online? Yeah. yeah. Do we like <laughs> this? Do we like this? I don't know. I don't think I do. Uh, it's uh, it, it, Really, it's kind of a... You're um, making I'm a making a, yeah, a shaking <laughs> dice moment. Appropriate. Dude, I was a kid. Who's more likely to be able to fake their way onto something in the social media digital world? You... <laughs> Or your 15-year-old. I'll answer that for you right now. Unless you're an IT professional, your kid. I'm going to show you a picture. Hang your on. Your kid me... can fake it. Yeah. What, this is, like, stupid. Let me... To me. To look, me it is. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, your two kids with their, their tablets sitting together, 
Uh, what do they call it when you play side by side? You're not playing with each other. No, they're but not. You're, you're co-playing. <laughs> I can't remember what they call that. But yeah, yeah, they both a have a tablet. She's yep. one. She's one. Yeah, fourteen months. I know. And she's on she'll a never tablet. know a world without all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. She... You really think that you're going to keep kids that that have done this their whole lives <laughs> from being able to fake that they're eighteen somehow? She the the five year old got up yesterday yeah. before Eric even got up. He walked out. She's on the couch. She had taught herself how to play checkers by playing some video oh, game online. Brilliant. Yeah. Learn how to play yep. checkers. Hey, and <laughs> having a blast. Yeah, he got up and she's like, I know how to play checkers now. Look. Watch this. <laughs> yep. How fun. Good for her. Right? Yeah, I don't have... Yeah, good. <laughs> you, yeah, you're not yeah. keeping your kid offline. No, that's, that's no the that, point. I guess that's yeah, the point of that's that. Exactly, exactly it. right. Yep. No, it's right. Uh, a chance of showers in the forecast today. A chance early on, probably definite as we get later into this afternoon. Thunderstorms even possible as well. Cloudy skies otherwise, 73 will be the high today. A chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight, 58 is the low. And then cloudy, gradually becoming sunny as the day goes on tomorrow. Highs in the mid-60s. Right now, we're in the mid-60s already. 65 degrees. And I am Shelly for Rumble in the Morning on FM 99.